This is CBS News color coverage of Man on the Moon. My name is William Bryant, and I worked at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland, in the 1960s in the networks director. We were responsible for the worldwide manned spaceflight network of stations that provided voice, telemetry, and tracking data. I was part of a team charged with ensuring the accuracy of the tracking data used to compute the Apollo orbits. Expand uh, Black 3, uh, VHF Black 3, uh, Intercom Umbilical uh, is Black 3. After the tragic Apollo 1 fire, Kennedy's goal of landing on the moon within the decade seemed out of reach until NASA decided to change the Apollo 8 mission from orbiting the Earth to going to the moon. The tracking system had been updated for Apollo to provide accurate Doppler data, but it had never tracked the spacecraft to the moon. But it did its job guiding Apollo 8 to the moon in lunar orbit and returning home. As a young NASA employee, I watched in awe at the images of the lunar surface going by and listening to the crew reading from Genesis on Christmas Eve. Apollo 8 led directly to Apollo 11 in July. Tracking the spacecraft to the moon and orbiting the moon had become routine, but the descent to the surface relied on an onboard computer and a flight computer built by IBM. As Armstrong and Aldrin approached the lunar surface, the onboard computer began to issue overflow alarms. Both the crew and Houston mission controllers feared the landing would have to be aborted. But a cool-headed 26-year-old engineer in the Houston Control Center named Jack Garman, who was responsible for the onboard computer, said without hesitation, he was go for landing. Hello, Eagle Houston, we're standing by, over. Garman had run simulations with the computer many times and knew the alarm was not a problem. They continued and of course landed safely. That's one small step for man. 